Now it is time for our bonus segment for Slate Plus members. And the U.S. beat Serbia 96-66 to on Sunday in the men's basketball gold medal game. Kevin Durant provided the margin of victory. He scored 30 points on 10 for 19 shooting and 5 uh, of 11 from three-point range. The U.S. had started out in this tournament uh, blowing out China and Venezuela. And then they played Serbia in the group stage, also Australia and France, and won by just 16 points combined. Uh, what is your preferred term, hand-wringing or teeth-gnashing? Garment-rending. There was all of that, um, as is the the occasion, uh, the tradition, every four years. But this team was was weird, Mike, because I felt like the stakes were never lower. Mm. In 2004, <laughs> with the first LeBron team, that when they lost, the criticism wasn't just like this particular team has particular a particular set of problems that are entirely due to the fact that they've only played together for a few weeks. It was Americans cannot play basketball anymore. They can't pass. They can't dribble. They can't shoot. And it led to this entire overhaul of the U.S. program, and they really haven't lost since. They haven't lost since in the Olympics. Right. And this time, maybe because guys like Steph Curry and LeBron were not playing, but it just felt like even when they were struggling in those opening round games, it's just like, you know what? Who cares? Like, this, there's not said, we that know much. that the Americans are the best at basketball. If they happen to lose one of these games, it is, not a, it is not a big deal. It doesn't really say anything about the state of anything. And yet, in the end, they still won by 30 points. Well, I think I was there in 2004 in Athens, and the overriding conversation was that it was a bad team. It was a bad bunch of guys who didn't get along and didn't want to practice and weren't listening to the coaches. It was uh, it was a They whole, would say that. It was a dissension question that then became nobody practices dribbling in the United States anymore and we can't pass fundamentals. The ball. Fundamentals are out. Look at these crazy Europeans that learned how to pass the ball from the age of 3. Um, so it was allowed to become that. But that's not to say that USA Basketball didn't take the losses there seriously. I mean, they lost to Puerto Rico there. I mean, they lost to Argentina. Um, it's not that they didn't take those losses seriously and decide that when they were going to um, invite NBA players to join this team, they wanted a commitment that they were going to actually take it seriously. And so, I think that's what happened because, yeah, they should have you – know, there's no question that – that they are the best basketball players collectively and we have the biggest pool of, of, of NBA talent to choose from. That doesn't mean they're not going to lose a game at some point. They certainly will and they should. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. There was no there was no rhyme or reason to this team other than, hey, we happen to be great basketball players. Let's mm -hmm. win the gold and not thrill anyone in the process. We had the dream team and then there was the redeemed team. This was the lack of a theme team. And I think that Though, nice. if you want to, and if you want to, oh, I was also going to go to the running out of steam team. Um, although, <laughs> although lost. winning was academic, so you could say they're the academe team. Okay, done. Um, 
if you want to go and just break down the basketball, I think mistakes were made. I don't think the roster was constructed perfectly. It would have been better to have a couple just deadly outside shooters, especially because a few of these guys, you know, full of lanky swingmen, you could totally replace them off the roster. If you have Draymond Green on the team, let him be Draymond, though it's hard to let him be Draymond, which means giving him all these minutes and letting the ball flow through him. How do you let the ball flow through a second round pick if you have all these other options? But an interesting thing to me was after all those three-point near losses, they weren't near losses, but they won, they beat France and I think Serbia by three. Yeah. And they, they beat Australia by more, but that game was actually closer. That was after that initial round, they had their first full contact practice. Now that to me is interesting because these guys are such million dollar commodities that you can't have them go all out, I guess is the thinking, or you don't want to waste them. But anyway, after they did that and after Krzyzewski uh, decided that mellow on offense wasn't as good as uh, the negatives of mellow on defense and put Paul George in more. There were a couple of tweaks and I think a tightening of the defense and then that was it. No one even came close. But I think the roster could have been constructed better. And I think in the future... I loved how the guys acted and went to other sporting events, and it's just great to have that level level of celebrity, and it seemed to mean a lot to Carmelo. But why not? I mean, this is Bill Simmons' idea. Go 25 and under or have a theme or do something other than collection of the greats because it's really boring and it doesn't give us too much national pride if just our best beat their best. Why not at least yeah, have an it's artificial boring to limit? us, maybe, but it's not boring to the other countries and it's not boring to the fans around the world. And I think that the NBA would say this is part of our global marketing program that yeah. we want to expose our dream team every four years so that people don't forget that they should become NBA fans and pay $100 to stream the package in Lithuania. Yeah, but why can't you do that if the team is, you know, Clay Thompson and Kawhi Leonard and DeMarcus and Damian Lillard and Paul George and Andre Drummond and John Wall? These are the 25 and unders. That, Isn't that insulting to the other countries, though, that want to compete on a level playing field? Like on a, on an even roster field, why should they? You know, isn't it? I think it's insulting for the United States to say not if we beat you know, it by we're twenty. Not gonna send, we're not going to send. We're going to send that our what's kids. Already, isn't that what's already happening? What the best players? Like you could have sent, uh, you know, LeBron James and Steph Curry. It. Yeah, but to formalize it is a slap in the face of Serbia and Argentina and Spain, who are competitive. Well, that's the point that I wanted to get back to is that I think our kind of solipsism um, turns this into just all about who the U.S. sent, did the U.S. come together. Mm -hmm. And the reality is the other countries this year were bad. Like none of the teams this year were anywhere close to the caliber of 2004 Argentina, which could have – Easily beaten this collection of, young of Manu, NBA talent. Young Scola. That was a good team. And, you know, Australia didn't send Ben Simmons or, uh, you know, Dante Exum or, you know, they, they could be really good in four years from now. So we just looking at it through don't our lens, we don't kind of recognize that there's a huge variance in talent from the other countries. And so the margin of victories in these games aren't entirely explained by, you know, how much interest the U.S. has. Right. The United States can very easily deal with that that variance. The other countries can't. 
Sure. And I, the slap in the face thing is completely unconvincing. Really? To me. Yeah. I feel like if it was an under 25 thing or an under 23 thing. Um, so should it be like soccer and make the entire tournament an under 25 thing and you get two exceptions? Well, look like in tennis, for example, a lot of the best players choose not to go. In golf, a lot of the best players chose not to go. And it's their prerogative. And I think that there is this kind of shaming or scolding of those players when it's, you know, the the Olympics are extracting a huge amount of value from these guys who aren't getting, I mean, I guess from a marketing perspective, it's hard to calculate that. But it would take some of the burden and pressure off of guys if they are feeling it, if it was formalized um, that, you know, they didn't, they didn't need to go. I wonder if, I mean, if you want to just be really fanciful, wouldn't it be really cool if a D-League and they end their play before the NBA does, if a D-League all-star team maybe sprinkled in with a couple of other of like two bona fide NBA stars went to the Olympics? That would be because it would burnish the credentials of the D-League players. It would be make for competitive games. I think maybe it would reward one or two uh, NBA players who want to be Olympians, but those would be hard fought spots. I'd love to watch that. That sounds more fun, I think, in theory than it would be in practice. <laughs> yeah, when they lose by twenty to Canada, but then you'd have to, but then you'd have to make uh, uh, the rule. What's wrong be... with the D League? Why can't these players shoot? Yeah, but or then you'd have or to defend uh, the pick and roll. You'd have to force Anthony Bennett on the Canadian team, and things would be okay. All right, speaking, we're done. Of, Stephen. Speaking of disparities in talent, the U.S. women. I mean, that's kind of crazy at this point. It is. Talk about talk about. I want to go UConn versus distance. the world. See see who wins. Yeah. All right. Sorry, U.S. women. You are, you are too dominant too for this bonus segment. Uh, thank you, Slate Plus members, and we'll be back next week.